0: Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts by Trailblazer Consulting. In this podcast, we highlight proven solutions that we have developed through our experience working with companies across various industries, and we talk about how you can apply them to your company. We share our experience working with companies to solve their information management challenges. We tackle records retention schedules, program implementation and training, and more complex challenges like asset data management. This is Lee. And in this episode, Moore and I will discuss getting into the nuts and bolts of the interviews and sorting through what we hear. There have been some surprises, and you'll find out what they are.
1: Thanks, Lee. Yes, we are finally ready to dive into the interview process, the interview part of our assessment. We spent the last few episodes of this podcast talking about all the planning and all of our preparation for every one of these interviews and what you wanna know right off the bat is all that planning, you're still gonna get a surprise on day one. So you start the interviews, whether they are in person or on a telephone call or on a video conference, you figured all that out already um, and you know who you're gonna be talking to or at least you think you do. You think that when you hear that this person has a title of treasurer, um, that you can talk to them about um, the bank accounts, the cash accounting side of accounting, uh, maybe the wire transfers and kind of the nitty gritty on how do they make payments. And so you dive into the interview and you start with, you know, tell me about your job. Tell me about your day. What kind of records do you create? What kind of information do you need to do your job? And where does it come from? in the company. And here you go, surprise number one. I was sitting in this interview about a year ago and talking to the treasurer and he was telling me about their ACH payment process and their wire transfer payment process. And it took me a few minutes listening to him talk and, under, and kind of really, really thinking about what he was saying to realize that he was telling me that before anything gets paid in this company, and it's a large company, this where I was working, um, before anything gets paid, someone hands him a slip of paper that says this is the wire transfer we need to make or this is the ACH transfer that we need to make in order to put the money into the AP account so that we can pay invoices. Every day that happens. So the twist on that is this was early April, 2020, and he was working from home for the first time. And so I asked, well, what are you doing now? If you, you're, you're not getting that slip of paper from someone. And the second step was he was handing that to someone on his team to actually carry out the wire transfer or the ACH transfer. So what are you doing now? And he said, oh, well, we're doing it via email, but I'm printing it out and saving it up until we go back in the office. Because in early April, 2020, we thought we were going back in the office sooner than later. So I said, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. Wrote that down. We finished that interview. I moved on. And a couple of days later, I was interviewing a part of the team that does trades for this organization. And they were talking about their process. They are on the phone talking to customers, talking to suppliers. They're making handwritten notes about the trade or the deal or whatever's happening next. And again, they're handing that piece of paper where they took those notes, they're handing it to someone else to do the next step. That next step is data entry into a system. When the data entry is finished, they print it out and they hand it back to the first person to check it off and do a hand markup on the the printout to make sure that everything was correct. Once again, they're home now, they're not able to do this shuffling of paper, what are they doing? They're keeping the copies in their living rooms, both sides of the transaction, keeping the copies in the living rooms, waiting for the day they go back in the office. So if it hadn't been COVID, if people hadn't been at home, would I have gotten to the paper process as quickly in this organization? Maybe not. Because the reason they all brought it up was because of the challenge of having to stack it up on their desk, <laughs> stack up the paper on their desk. They didn't have anywhere to put it. But it was a really important finding and equally unexpected because that, that turned out to be a theme across the company. Many different business processes were working through paper handoff, one piece of paper someone wrote on or printed out and handed to someone else. That second or third person in the line was often doing another set of manual data entry into a different system, or they were scanning that original printout from the first system and uploading it into a different system. So lots of opportunity for improvement there, but also something you don't get when you just ask at a very high level. How do your trades work, or how do your how does your treasury process work? So the interviews turn out to be an amazing source of information. Another thing that comes up in interviews often is you go down a line with somebody and you're expecting it's an HR person, you're expecting a typical response from an HR team. We've done lots of these interviews, they have benefits management, they have payroll, they have personnel management, and you're expecting the, um, the responses to be fairly typical. What I found interesting in one recent organization that I was working with is when they said, well, we don't have any records because we've outsourced all of that. And it took a couple of more conversations for me to get to, to realize not to realize, I understood what they were saying right away, they were using third-party systems to host their data, their benefits platform, their payroll platform, all of those things. What wasn't coming through on for them was that even though someone else was holding those records, the company was still employing the people. They were still responsible for the records. They were going to be responsible if anything happened to those records. They were going to be responsible if they had to answer a question about those records. And and that that understanding that took some time and that's not usual during an interview process but you want to take that opportunity when you're talking to the person and they're explaining their business process to you and you're talking about the ideas behind records management and information management and why you're here to 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 ask the questions and to really help them think through the fact that just because you've outsourced something doesn't mean you're not responsible and I will say that in that case, that set of questions was actually with the general counsel. And you would think that the general counsel might know that, <laughs> but you never know. So these are two things that happen a lot in our interviews, the surprises, like the paper processes. And that surprise caused me to ask everybody else that I interviewed, are you doing this in paper, or are you doing this in email, or are you doing this in a system? Sometimes I got an answer of all three um, from the same person. But the fact that it had come up early in the interviews changed one of our approaches to the remainder of the interviews. In the case of the, um, the statement about we don't have any HR records because we've outsourced them, that was a real good opportunity to start change management, to start education, and to start really helping the company change their understanding and their approach to their business information. And I will take advantage of that every time, whenever that shows up, you're in a conversation already. Somebody is already talking to you about their daily job, the information they need. It's a, it's a good learning opportunity.
0: I think that's the key piece there. It's a good learning opportunity. So looking in at a company, we see it as a surprise, that there are no records in HR, right? Somebody saying that we see it as a surprise that they're still handing paper over to their next person in the desk next to them and so forth. But when you're inside the company, it becomes the norm. And so maybe there's a point in which you should ask, why am I doing it this way? Why do we have everything stored in all of these different systems? And that's That's the way you should look at it as your individual sitting in a company. You should question it so that you can do the research to find out, are we storing stuff in multiple places? Should we be storing stuff in multiple places? Are we doing this effectively and efficiently? Why am I still handing this piece of paper over or collecting this piece of paper? Start asking why.
1: Yeah, I think that's perfectly. And I, um, I love asking the question why. That's why I'm a consultant. <laughs> That's why I do these interviews so I can find out more, more whys. One of the questions that I always find gets us a really good answer, good as in enlightening, not necessarily good as in we like the answer, um, is when people start out by saying, oh, I don't have any records because I send this piece of paper to offsite storage. You know, we do that regularly. These things go to offsite storage. The question I always wanna ask when I hear that is, okay, but when you have to answer a question um, about this, where do you go look for that? Do you call the box back from outside, out, offsite storage? Do you look in your email? Do you go to a system? Because the answer to that question is actually where the records are. So yeah, if you're sending things to offsite storage and you're routinely calling them back from off-site storage, then those are your records. But if you're sending things to off-site storage and they're out of sight, out of mind, and you think you've taken care of it, but every time that you need that information or you need to a- answer a question for, for someone, you're looking in your email or you're looking in a system, then those boxes in off-site storage, they are not your records. You are using that information in front of you, the information in a system, the information in your inbox, the information on your hard drive, those are your records because that's the information that you're using to run your company.
0: That is an excellent point. I think we should actually repeat that because that is so key. You sent the records to off-site storage, right? Right. But now it's too inconvenient to bring them back. So you figure out the answers using what you have at your disposal, which is the electronic records or systems and so forth. So inadvertently, you created a workaround within your organization, in, within your department, that is now causing you to, well, it's causing us to question where's the source of truth?
1: It is. And that, when we get to those questions in the interview process, that's when we start capturing the, you know, the real findings. And workarounds, Lee, you mentioned workarounds. Those are the hidden gems of the interview process. <laughs> and the, the key about workarounds is people are gonna get their jobs done. They're here, they've, you know, they are committed, they feel like it's, you know, it's their responsibility, they wanna get their job done. If the systems that have been set up for them don't work the way that they want them to or a way that's easy or that fits their business process, they're gonna go around it. And then you're gonna end up with this official record repository, either it's offsite storage or it's a, a central SharePoint location that has very little that's actually useful. It has very little that is actually used in terms of doing business. And it's the shadow repositories that people are setting up uh, on their desktop, on their file shares, in their emails, shared within their team or with a couple of people. Those shadow repositories actually contain the information that is used to make decisions. And that's a problem for an organization, especially for the bigger organizations. The bigger you are, the worse that problem becomes. Because if you have to answer questions, especially coming from the outside, you're trying to respond to an audit, you're trying to respond to e-discovery, you're trying to, um, even if you're trying to do something proactive, like if you are looking to sell your business or a part of your business, you also need to provide complete and accurate, reliable information. If not, it can come back to haunt you. Think about the uh, recent sale a couple years ago, autonomy software products sold to HP and HP ended up writing down the value of the autonomy sale by two thirds, the over 8 million pounds because they, when they looked at the real information at the state of the business, it wasn't as strong as the information that had been provided during the due diligence stage. And in fact, HP ended up getting, going to court and getting a finding of fraud against the owners of autonomy for the information that they provided. So these shadow repositories can really get you in trouble. That could have been deliberate, but it could have been a mistake. And that happens every day where you've got information that only one or two people know it's over here. And the business process is such that actually what we do is we call Joe and ask him, to remind us of what happened there, we always call Sally because she's got this true story and people go around what has been designated as your system of record. And they might save, you know, a, a final copy of something as paper. They might say something into a, into a repository, but it's not going to tell you the whole story. So what we're trying to get at is you have to understand how people really work how they use information, how they store information, and you've got to make your systems work for them if you want to have a full picture of your business coming through your records. So we're still just at the very tip of the iceberg here, and I think that we, but I think it's a good place to stop. Next time, I want to talk about how we take on themes and what we do to follow up on them. And I also think, Lee, we should spend some more time talking about workarounds.
0: Excellent. I I totally agree. And thank you for all that, Maura. She covered our next episode, so that's good. If you have any questions, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com. That's info at trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in to our next episode. Thank you.